Hey, how you doing? It's Graham Taylor here at Hudson Rose. After what has been a mammoth delay in me recording this next episode of the podcast, I think the last one I recorded was May 2020. Full of good intentions, thinking, yep, I'll get this nailed, this will go out. <laughs> and then, yeah, the pandemic really started to, to get hold. So it's been a bit of a while, and I can only apologise. I'm guessing some of you might have already bought a house in that time, um, in which case... Uh, congrats. Hope it was good for you. Those five episodes got you where you needed to be. Uh, I'm also uh, realised that a lot of people maybe weren't able to buy anything and maybe have still been hanging on for the next instalment of the Hudson Rose UK Mortgage Podcast. Uh, hey, I can dream, can I? Maybe that's maybe maybe no one cares. Who knows? Anyway, big topics, big topics. First one we're going to do, we're going to jump straight back in because we want to keep it nice and concise uh, and interesting as much as we can because... Let's face it, you've probably got better things to do than just learn about mortgages all day. So we're going to dive right in with self-employed. We get asked about mortgages for the self-employed a massive amount. And rightly so, yeah, because, you know, it's mortgages aren't straightforward at the best of times. Chuck in a self-employment option and, and, and off we go. So today, this episode's about the mortgages for the self-employed, specifically sole traders and partners uh, in partnerships. Uh, and there's a thing also on, uh, on on equity partners as well, or limited liability partnerships, we should say. Um, I'm going to do another episode on things like limited companies and directors and all the fun that that brings because they are treated very differently. Uh, but yeah, this one, sole traders and partners. Let's crack on. So let's start with myths about self-employed and mortgages, the self-employed mortgages, right? We hear a lot and you read a lot online like, oh, well, if you're self-employed, mortgages are much harder to get um, and uh, oh, lenders don't really like self-employed people or you can't borrow as much if you're self-employed. I disagree with all of that, yeah? I think a lot of it comes out of the fact that there's 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 more... Uh, maybe more heavy on documents and things for self-employed. There's more history and stuff required, which we'll go into in a minute. But fundamentally, lenders don't really care, right? They just have their policy about who they want to lend to and how they want to lend the money. And and the reason why these kind of um, thoughts about them not liking self-employed people or self-employed mortgages being harder to get is probably around people having bad experiences with lenders, people self-employed people when they're trying to get a mortgage, and also just not understanding what is required and why it's required. If you don't know why, why a lender's asking for something, it can seem uh, flipping ridiculous. So let's start on that. So where do you start with self-employed? Right. Well, the first thing is that lenders are going to want to see a history of self-employment. So as you've listened to the other episodes, uh, you'll know that if you're employed, you can generally rock up with your one month's payslip or your first month's payslip. Sometimes even just a contract employment is enough to get you to to secure a mortgage. With the self-employed, it's a bit different. They want to see a history of trading. Okay. Now, why is that? Again, it's not because they hate the self-employed. It's simply because you might be really good as an employee. You might be rubbish at running your own business, right? And they just want to see that actually the decisions you make as a business person of running your own business is sufficient to a generate a profit, and also that there's some sustainability in that profit. So the classic thing used to be you will need three years of trading uh, books or accounts or tax returns or whatever it is uh, in order to be able to get a mortgage if you're self-employed. 
That's the historic kind of three years is what you need. The reality is most lenders will look at two years figures. So you've got to be trading for two years. Some will look at only one year's figures, but you're getting into quite a small pool of lenders. They're small specialists and sometimes they'll be priced higher. So the interest rates will be higher because of that. But if you aim for two years set of accounts or two years books, we would say, then you should be well on your way to have most of the market uh, open to you. But how and what and why, it's not really a sentence, I'm going to say again, what are they going to use in terms of income? Well, compared to our limited company director friends, this is where it's fairly straightforward for the self-employed. So if you're a partner or you're a sole trader and you're classic self-employed and no limited company shell, all that, lenders are going to look at your entitlement to the net profit. Now, net profit, as I'm sure you're all aware, is rather confusingly the figure that you pay uh, your tax on. Whereas in the world, everything else in the world, net is after tax. In um, the self-employed land, it is after your expenses and it's the figure before tax is taken off. So net profit. That's the figure, that's the only figure they can use, it's the only figure they're going to use uh, if you are classically self-employed um, or in a partnership, all right? So if you've got two years, lenders are going to do one of two things. They're either going to average the net profit over two years to give a figure. So if you earned uh, £20,000 in the first year and £30,000 net profit in the second year, they'll average those two and use £25,000 of income to go towards your mortgage affordability. Um, you can see the other episode on mortgage affordability for how that thing works. Um, that's one method. Some lenders might say, okay, you did uh, £20,000 in year one and £30,000 in year two. We can see the profits are on the up. Therefore, we'll use the latest year's figure for our self-employed calculations. So that's a brutty bonus because you've got an extra five grand in the pot there with that lender. But the other thing to consider is what happens if the net profit has decreased over two years? Are lenders still going to take the average of those two years where it's going down? Well, unfortunately not. Uh, in most cases, if you've had a, a decrease in net profit between two years, then the lenders will take the latest year, that's the lower figure, rather than averaging the two. Now, look, it's important to say, look, business fluctuates. So if you were, you know, £30,000 one year and 28000 the next, then generally you'd probably be able to get away with an average over the two. But if there's a big drop, then they'll generally lose the latest year's figures uh, that are lower rather than the average. Now, the reason behind that uh, that lenders will tell you is, is because they're concerned that has the latest year, is it indicative of something going wrong in the business? So are they seeing the beginning of profits declining through something that they can't quantify because, I don't know, maybe a competitor's moved in next door and undercut your prices or whatever whatever it might be. So it's that unknown bit. It's that bit saying, well, actually, we can see that profits have decreased between two years, so uh, we're going to, to be a little bit more cautious and therefore keep uh, use the latest year rather than the average, which is kind of fair enough to, to, to some extent. You can see why. Um, but on that net profit thing, clearly when you're doing your accounts with your accountant, right, your net profit is after your expenses. So some accountants will be very aggressive on their tax planning and therefore they'll wipe out loads of profit because they'll be able to do lots of aggressive fancy things with expenses and all that kind of stuff, all totally above board, all totally legal, but it minimizes your net profit. And what we want to do is we want to try and maximize your net profit because the more money we can show the more money, money lenders are going to lend to you, and that might be what you require in order to get the uh, the house uh, the house of your dreams. So again, it goes back to planning. Do lenders hate self-employed? No. 
Um, but do you as a self-employed individual have to maybe plan a little bit further ahead than our employed friends? Yeah, 100%. So what you want to be doing is, is always thinking in advance, well, when am I going to buy a property? When am I going to remortgage a property? And start having the conversation with the accountant so you can start to plan for that. So you know that actually averaging your figures over two years is going to get you to where you need to be. And, uh, you know, they, the accountant, I don't know, I'm no accountant, but I know they can split things into different years and expenses into different years. And they might be able to smooth it out so you don't have, um, you know, a loss or, or, or something else in one year that really wipes out your two-year average. So again, it's about getting prepared. It's about um, planning for the future. And it's about trying to maximise your net profit. Uh, we always say to, 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 to clients when they're, having discussions with us and then their accountants is basically, you know, do the opposite of what your accountant says. I mean, <laughs> being a bit facetious, don't do everything of the opposite of what your accountant says, but they're going to try and minimise that figure so you pay less tax. Unfortunately, you know, we want to try and maximise that so it means more tax. And while we're on the subject of this, we could probably say it, the, the sort of um, the elephant in the room, if that's the right expression, is basically you can't mitigate your tax and then expect to borrow against a bigger figure. All right, because that's not that's not life. That's not the way the game is played. I'm sure you're aware. Uh, you can only borrow against taxable UK income. You can't claim something as an expense to the inland revenue and then try and claim to a mortgage lender that it's not and it was income. Uh, again, all sorts of, of horrible problems with that. So it is just a case of, yep, the tax is going to go up. Your income is going to go up. But then ultimately, how much you can borrow is going to go up as well, which is, you know, maybe what we need to do when we're buying a house. So we've got that. We know it's going to be for you uh, partners in partnerships and sole traders, you know, your classic self-employed. We know we're looking at net profit. Well, what on earth do we need to show to a lender to prove that we've got this income? Again, compared to the limited company friends, this is a bit more straightforward. But there's lots of different options and different documents lenders can request. So what I will say now is basically what we uh, at Hudson Rose as a broker is what we would say to our clients who are self-employed of what we'd want to, to see from them. And then it allows us to kind of know where to go with it. But there are uh, three or four different documents you might need to get hold of um, for a lender to underwrite a case. Not all of these are going to be wanted by the lender. They're combinations of. But the classic one, and we're starting at the top, is an SA302. What a form the SA302 is. I'm sure you are always talking about SA302s to all your friends and family at dinner parties. I'm sure, you know, when they redesigned it, it was the talk of the town. Of course, I am taking a mick. SA302s is just a uh, a boring um, numbered form that the HMRC um, have produced. And what it is, is you can get it from your online uh, HMRC account and it summarises your income for the tax year. It will give you your profit from self-employment, uh, any pay from employments as well, uh, and also any income from things like investments and, and um, uh, property and, and that kind of stuff. Okay, so it's basically you know when you do your huge tax return or your accountant does your eleven-page tax return and writes things, it's the bit you get once they've got that back. It's called an SA three hundred two. Get it from your HMRC online account. Cool, easy, right? That's it. Done. Whoa, there. As in all mortgages, nothing is ever quite as easy as it seems. There is another document which is like the SA302. In fact, it's almost exactly the same as an SA302, but it doesn't come from HMRC. It comes from your accountant. And this is often called a, a tax calculation or a tax computation, all right? And all it is, is that your accountant will have some special software that they use to do their job day to day. And they can produce this summary of your income for the tax year, exactly like an SA302 is, but they can produce it from their own accounting software. 
just like a, a private version of an SA302. Now, lenders accept those uh, nowadays. Um, we as brokers will generally say we need an SA302 or a tax computation, but sometimes you'll go to an accountant and say, I need an SA302, and they'll get very angry and say, oh, those things, are, we don't need those anymore. They're old-fashioned. You can accept this. I'm just clarifying now, yet yeah, we 100% lenders can accept those, but SA302 is just the name we give to, to, to these things on a day-to-day basis. So SA302s or tax com calculations, tax computations from your accountant. SA302s, HMRC, tax computations, accountant. Now, there's another document that runs alongside these SA302s or tax calculations, okay? And this is only available from your HMRC account, uh, although your accountant will most likely be able to, to access it for you if, they've, if they're taking control of your financial gubbins. And that's called a tax year overview. And what a tax year overview does, again, it's a single page document. It basically confirms the amount of tax that's been paid or is due that is also listed on the SA302. So it's like a, it's like a, um, like a check, a confirmation check. And, and then those two figures should always be the same. There are instances where they differ slightly. And if they do, you'll need to get your accountant to report back to HMRC, find out why and get them leveled up. Because a lender's going to want to see that the tax due on the SA302 is the same as the tax year overview of tax paid or tax, tax is going to be paid. Right. So there's the two documents. The tax year overview, you get on for each year, and the same as you get on for each year of your SA302 tax calculation, and they correspond. But those only from HMRC. You following? I'll, I'll, I'll go over it in the end, okay? The final way in which a lender might be able to um, work out the income or clarify the income for you is using an accountant certificate. So some lenders are happy to send off uh, their form directly to your accountant, and your accountant fills it in with the information you want, stamps it, signs it, confirms it's all true and accurate, sends it back, and that's enough. All right? It has to be said, your accountant has to hold certain qualifications, uh, and generally that is they have to be chartered. So uh, if you've got um, an accountant that isn't a chartered status, you'll find they probably won't be able to make that declaration and sign off an accountant certificate for a lender, which is uh, a bit of a pain, but the nature of the beast. Um, but if you do have a chartered accountant, then that can be an easy way to assess the uh, the income. Those are the four main ways. SA302s or tax calculations. SA302s come from, you're right, HMRC. Tax calculations come from your accountant. And if you're walking around shouting those things out while you're walking the dog, you probably look a bit silly. But anyway, tax year overviews correspond to those documents and they come from HMRC and then the accountant's certificate or accountant's reference is something that chartered accountants can fill in for only for certain lenders. So what I would say on that is that for nearly every lender will accept the tax calculation and tax year overview mix to do a self-employed person's income. Accountant certificate are very specific to lenders. So I can think of four or five on the top of my head that we use an accountant certificate and they just use it for, for ease. The other way that we don't see much of anymore, and I'm not sure whether lenders are still really down with it because they just prefer the SA302s, but it used to be you could just send them your um, your accounts for the year. Um, you know, you, you, if you did a, a statement of you know income outgoings and all that and, and had it all written down, it was signed off and prepared by an accountant, that was acceptable. But as I'm saying this, I haven't done that for years, I don't think, for two or three years for anyone self-employed. So um, as, I'm, as I'm saying, maybe they don't accept it. I'm sure they do. But accounts used to be an option. But what we'd say is that if you're dealing with a broker, an intermediary, and at the time of recording this, which is December 21, um, you know, 
90% of all mortgage originations now go through an intermediary. It's the, the market is, is, is gone in, in our favour purely because you know, lenders are closing, uh, closing branches and all that kind of stuff. But if you're going to a broker, generally we might say to lenders, get us all of these. Get us your tax counts, get us your tax overviews. And if you have you know, accounts, give us those as well. Because what that allows us to do is that allows us to see all the information and then we can find the right lender based on the information we've got and use the path of least resistance. So rather than um, picking one set of documents and trying to find a lender with that, we'll say, well, give us everything. Let us pick through it. You just have to like dump all your files and things onto us as intermediaries, a broker. We'll then, um, we'll then sort of go through it all and match you to, uh, to the right lender from there. So it makes it a bit easier for you. We also will work with accountants. Any, any decent advisor should say to you, do you know what? Let me speak to your accountant. If you're good at doing what you do day to day and accounts aren't your thing, there's absolutely no shame in that. I am, as I probably said many times before, famously useless at anything practical. You know, I, I cold sweats if I have to put up shelves and all that kind of stuff, and, and it ends up in an argument and it will fall down in a week. I'm just rubbish at it, right? So I would always get somebody else to come and help me do that. So again, don't when you come to a uh, to having a chat with a mortgage advisor, with a broker, don't worry if you don't if you're not sure about it. There's nothing wrong in just saying, do you know what? I'm rubbish at this bit, but. My accountant's really good. Speak to them. And I say, we would always pick up the phone, have that conversation and get the documents we would need. So that has been a whistle-stop tour on uh, self-employed partnerships and sole traders. I did at the beginning mention one other form of, and that was a limited liability partnership. Now, those tends to be for our legal friends in the professions or accountants where they're part of a massive firm and uh, they are responsible for bringing in a certain amount of profit. So they've got liability for the bit of the profit that they bring into that partnership. Um, now, in those instances, you're not going to generally get um, a set of accounts that's going to declare everybody's income because that's not going to be found on the other 2,000 people or whatever that work there. So you've still got the SA302 or tax computations route available to you. However, some lenders will accept a letter from um, uh, the man- one of the managing partners confirming the profit share and the level of income in the last three years or two years or whatever the lender's policy is. And that can be enough to get um, to get a mortgage on that. So again, if you're in an accountancy practice or um, you know, a large uh, legal firm or something like that, where you've got an equity stake in the property, you can, in the property, in the company, God, I don't got always got property on the brain. That's my problem. Then, then you could potentially use that one page letter, but that's pretty niche stuff, but it's there. And, you know, we're talking about mortgages for the self-employed. So why not chuck it in? Now I'm going to leave it there because I've probably fried your brain with all that talk of SA302s and stuff. We've got a guide on mortgages for the self-employed. So if that's something you want to uh, grab a hold of, drop us an email at hello at hudson-rose.co.uk. That's H-U-D-S-O-N-Rose.co.uk. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll ping that back to you and you can have a read of that. Or if you've got any questions, um, give us a bell, 0330-122-9920. We've also got the YouTube channel, which has things about uh, self-employment and some of the stuff I've talked about today, including a video about SA302s. If there's... Uh, it's going to be burned into your memory now, isn't it? Um, that Those those uh, <laughs> two, two uh, letters and three numbers. But either way... I hope you have a great afternoon uh, and uh, thanks for listening and we'll catch up soon. Bye.